Wait a wait a minute. We no, we can't use this song. We can't, it's doesn't even look. There's not even a smod castle anymore. For Christ's sakes, no, no. We gotta we gotta do another one, man. Uh, welcome to Bloward. Hey everybody, and welcome to my new podcast. Um, well, our new podcast. Um, the name of it, which you'll kind of know by already, is. A blowhard, and my co-host is somebody I've known for a very long time, uh, a very, very dear old friend, uh, Jason Muse. Yay! There's Jason! applause. We put applause in the background. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hey, blowhard. Okay, <laughs> let, let me ask you a question first. How do you feel? Like I, I had not not many people know, but I did once have a po- podcast blow called Blowhard that you were actually on. Yes, and I, now sorry, and I remember. We're both yeah, doing a po- podcast called Blowhard. Uh, I'm fine with it. I think I don't know if it'll confuse people in the beginning, thinking it'll be the same type, same podcast, same format. We can name it Blowhard 2.0 or something. Let's just hope the people who used to listen to it on the regular. Don't think it's the same thing because they could be disappointed or they could be excited when they find out. They could be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, so it's good. Now you're doing you're going to be doing a weekly podcast with me. Do you feel that's downgrading? You do do a podcast with fucking Kevin Smith, the fucking man, the fucking (laughs) man who created this entire fucking smodcast network that's you're fucking jay of jay and silent bob now you're fucking jay of jay and malcolm (laughs) (laughs) it's good it's good i get that well you know what i think the good thing is is i feel like with kevin and our show get old it is most of the time it's live i mean i think we've done two or three home shows only so most of it's a live show. Yes, people listen to only the audio, <clears throat> but this is my first podcast that will be not live. I mean, again, who knows? Maybe eventually we can go on the road. But for now, it's it's us chilling at home, uh, talking across the world. You're on one side of the world. I'm on the other. Not really, but maybe sort of. <laughs> We're talking in different countries. I'm in Toronto, Canada. You're in fucking Hollywood, California. Countrywide. That's good, though. So, yeah, so this is good. I think it's it's not, uh, you know, it's not downsizing, if you will. I think it's good because it's going to be our first. What if this is the first, this blows up and we get more listeners than get old li- get listeners? Ma- well, what if it's like, what if the show gets really fucking big and we get fucking, like, conflicting dates with fucking... Oh, my. Fucking- <laughs> <laughs> or... I'm like, no, you got to play this show. We're doing our first podcast at Madison Square Gardens. Or, Fucking blowhard, Jay and Malcolm. And Kevin's like, no, you got to go do this show. It's going to be interesting. Or then we could just do them together, but then we're the, we're the headliners and Jay and Bob's the opener. Oh, snap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking you're in hollywood now the fucking hollywood jason muse is where me and you first although i'm a boy from toronto you're a man from new jersey we met in hollywood california for the first time are you we did well, i mean honestly i don't remember because i thought we met on the set of Mallrats, but we met before that huh we didn't meet on the set of mall you know how we first met, you know my 
first, I swear to God, the first time I ever fucking saw your face, um, we were at uh, casting for, for Mallrats. If anybody doesn't know, uh, when they casted Mallrats, they did something called a pizza party where they put, like, good, you know, actors and stuff. Like, Affleck was there, Jason Lee. Like, there's who's other random people who were kind of at the pizza Bre- party? I think there was Brecken Meyer, Seth Green. Jason Lee, it, Ethan Suplee. And what were uh, Breck, what was fucking Seth Green after? He was after so, the J part. Oh my god. Oh, and of course <laughs> Zach Morris, who's in Pitch now, which is a pretty decent show. I'm 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 digging it. But yeah, he came in to play Jay as well. Um good old uh what's his I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Um Zach, who played Zach Morris. Um what on Saved by the Bell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Paul Gossler? Yes, Mark Paul Paul Gossler came in to read for Jay. Back there was at the a mall. world where Mark Paul Gossler would have been Jay. Like Seth Seth uh, Seth Green, I could kind of see, um, you know, but fucking Mark Paul Gossler was going to be Jay. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's to think back, honestly, for me, thinking back and thinking about the people that were there, it's pretty insane that all these people were going out for Jay and other characters, of course, but Mallrats was like, it was the, it was a big studio movie. I mean, again, and now big studio movie to me is a hundred million dollars and such, but, and it wasn't that big, but I'm just saying it's crazy to think. You know what I think is fucking insane? When we were doing, when Kevin was casting Mallrats, I was allowed in. I was a journalist for Film Threat Magazine at the time, and I was allowed to sit on, in on casting sessions. And because I'm a huge fan of Hunter S. Thompson, and I think that I'm really cool. So essentially, I like he. I was allowed to sit and watch casting sessions with a six pack of beer. Ooh, isn't that fucking like what kind of ass? Like people are coming in to try and win a role, and it's just like. You know, there's Don Phillips, there's the producers, the casting director, there's Kevin, and then there's some big fucking dumb Canuck sipping beers. <laughs> like, entertain me. Yeah, that is, I I didn't know that. I don't remember you being there, to be honest. It's crazy. It's crazy how my brain is. It's like I remember the party pretty dang well, but I feel like I don't remember like little tidbits like that. But I, I think I do remember now. You, I do now that you mentioned that at the pizza party. I do feel like I remember you and you was Gissing there or no? No, no. it was just me. Because you th- know, I have photo, I have photographic proof that I was there. Because after the pizza party, we all went to uh, Universal Studios. And I was gonna say that's fun. what I remember. And we got a really fucking ridiculous photo taken. Oh, I remember, I remember. Now that I remember, because we got we dressed up as as like cowboys and such. Uh, it was less cowboys. It was more frilly. Yeah, but like still, you were wearing a big feather bow and shit, looking all you know. Oh, but I remember that now. So you're right. So I did. So, all right. So there was that before Mallrats shooting Mallrats in Minnesota. But you're saying I met you even before the pizza party in New Jersey. I, I met mean, you. At the beginning, the first time I ever laid eyes on Jason Mewes, um, the way the way it's built up, the casting, there's a hill going up. Um, like the, the casting was done in something called the Black Towers Universal. And essentially, the, the hotel we were staying at was the Hilton, which is kind of on a hill. And you knew the stakes were involved. You knew that Seth Green, like you knew the role wasn't yours yet. Although you had just fucking started in, the, you know, in Clerks. 
but the role was not yours yet. And I remember I stayed in Kevin's room that night. Um, and I remember we were talking to him and just being like, you know, there's a chance that, you know, that studio doesn't want Jason to have this role. And it was so completely weird because it was so your role. And uh, there was all these actors laying in wait, like for you to uh, for you to come because you had to audition along with the rest of them. But it was the funniest thing because you were at the top of the hill and everybody's looking down and you just you appeared and you just like you let out a big snoochy boochies. And I remember talking to Seth Green about it later, and he was just like, at that point, everybody's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, we're, we're trying to audition to be this guy? Because everybody's just like, there's no way that anybody would be Jay better than Jay. Mm-hmm, yeah, the, which again, but they were, they had Seth Green laying in wait, though. Fucking right. They did. How did that make you feel during the whole time of making that movie? Um, I, I mean, I, again, I, I don't know. It, I, it was weird, but it, I sort of understood. I mean, I get that. I, Come on, be honest. You weren't like, hey, Kevin, fuck this. I am Jay. No, because, I mean, yes, but I mean, I get why they were saying that because I couldn't even argue the fact. Here's the reason why I couldn't argue the fact is that when we were doing Clerks, I was so, like, even though I'm, like, when I'm hanging out and stuff, I, I'm just, um, you know, I didn't care at that age and I was a maniac. When, for some reason, <clears throat> when I had a memorized dialogue... And I was on camera and every, the focus was all on me. And it was like action on clerks. I would get super shy and I would super like clam up and be like, oh, hello, silent Bob. Snooch. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, and I would, I would get, I'd have to drink and I'd, I'd ask Kevin to ask everybody to go outside. If it was inside, I'd ask everyone to go outside except Mosier, Brian O'Halloran and Kevin say, Cause you know, or, or, and of course Dave Klein with the camera. So I would get as mi- least amount of people in there as possible because I was so, I was so afraid of, I don't know. I just would clam up like Marsha Brady. Um, so I'm just saying, I, I, mean, I know the studio wasn't there to see that, but I get where they were coming from because I, a small part of me was like, even if Kevin fought for me and even if I was like, I don't care, I'm Jay and I have to play Jay. I was a little concerned, like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be on this 40 crew members. All these people are going to be watching. What if I do clam up? And then, you know, the other part of me is like, I can't waste this up. I can't pass up on this. So I just got to eat it and just do it. But here is an interesting question. Say we live in a fucking bizarre world where you don't fucking get that role of Jay. Yeah. Mark Paul Gossler is playing Jay. Like, wh- where does your life go? Like, what happens? You're oh. going back on. You're going back on a plane. Somebody else is literally playing a character named after you that yeah. you've created. Like, did you have? Did that ever enter your head? No, I don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, because again, even after the auditions, they wouldn't pay for me to go out to to Minnesota to for the uh, rehearsal and the and all that stuff. Kept the process. Kevin had to let me sleep on his floor and pay for my ticket to go out there. And they weren't going to pay for me to to be out there until the first day of shooting. The producers, Jim Jackman, and uh, and what's his name, uh, Sean. What was Daniel. It? Sean Daniels was on set the first day watching my two scenes. The first two, three scenes I had to re- do, they had, they wanted to watch to make sure I didn't blow it. I remember um, that. I was I was on set the, when your first scenes. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, I remember. It, it was crazy. It was crazy because I literally was like 
still didn't have the part yet, and I was still, they had the, you know, Seth Green, and again, I'm not saying he literally was waiting by his phone, because I'm sure he was doing other stuff, but he was literally waiting for the phone call for them to be like, all right, that kid blew it, so you're, we're, dro we're flying you out here, and you're going to play Jay. But if that happened, what, like, what, like, Hey, what, what, like, were you ever mentally ready for that fucking moment where fucking Seth Green is now, you're not even you anymore. That fucking role that you, the role that you created is not you. Somebody else is playing you. And it's just like, you got to go home. Uh, I mean, again, I don't know what I would do then. I would have had to go home and go back to, to work in my, my nine to five roofing job and construction, which would not have been fun. And spend the rest of your life hearing, like, you were the original Jay. Oh, oh my God, right? <laughs> like, that's I, the worst. You know what the worst thing in the world is fame without money. But, you know, <laughs> I wonder if people would have just forgot it. Because you think about it, Jay and Bob really didn't start getting any recognition or people mentioning it till after Mallrats. So I wonder if they would sort of just forget the Clerks character, Jay. No, because it's a, what a great fuck is. Everybody loves Clerks. Nobody forgets Clerks. Everybody knows Clerks, but you know, fucking Mallrats, it would have been like, you know, Willem Black. It would have been like fucking Scott Mosier and fucking, uh, and, uh, Ethan Suplee. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. But people would have been like, there would have been two camps. People were like, ah, oh, I, I like OG. Like at least the very least, you could have, you could have, very much later, if you'd made it through the depression of you know all these, <laughs> all <laughs> these movies coming out, like fucking like without you in them and stuff. If you made it through all that, if you made it through that darkness, I would say there would sometime around uh, the late. 2000s, the comic book industry, uh, comic cons. I think you could go probably sell your signature for maybe twenty five bucks. All right, uh, as the original J, as the OG. Oh, just like as the, the OG. yeah, because they have the original like Michael Myers and Jason. Even though there was like five or six different ones, you're right, so dude. That would have been, so right <laughs> now would have been your renaissance if your entire career had fucking been taken away from you by that cocksucker Mark Paul Gosler. And I'm not afraid <laughs> to say that. I don't know Mark Paul Gosler, but some, I, I'm okay saying he's a cocksucker. Do you think he really uh, does that, though? What? Do I think yeah. he sucks cock? No. But the thing about it is, if I like, as a gay man, calling somebody a cocksucker, that should be something like, you're a fucking awesome dude, because you suck cock, and I like having that happen. Oh, uh, yeah. But no, anyway, Mark Paul Gosler, he's got your fucking life. Like, right now... You'd be coming back in to your life um, as as fucking like you you'd be OGJ and you'd be playing uh, comic and he might be he would be at comic conventions with Kevin uh, no, signing as the original J and you'd be in the fucking lower tier fucking like you'd be in uh, well not lower tier this is a different level you'd be in like the you know the, there's those the wall of people who are signing uh, who are signing taking pictures. That's where you would be at. No, no, no. The sorry, but I'm just thinking. Sorry, you just brought on something interesting because think about it. Even if they they didn't let me have that part for Mallrats, Kevin then after did Chasing Amy, which yes. he which was which he had complete say and control over. So I wonder he would have probably brought me back for Jay for Chasing Amy. So it could have been. Clerks, 
then Mark Paul Gosser for Moritz, then Jay for Chasing Amy, then we wonder, does does Dogma's a bigger budget, so does then I get to play Jay because they allow it, or do they then go back saying, well, he was all right in that one scene in Chasing Amy, but he still isn't good enough. Ooh. Right? Think about that. That could have been... I think that if you lose the, I think that if you lose the character Jay after Clerks, I think you might have a hard time getting it back. You know where you might get it back is Clerks too. Oh, I don't. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. But then again, if you, if Mark Paul Gossler is playing Jay, I don't know if you got any of that fucking Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, I, I, I don't think you have Jay and Silent Bob straight back. I don't think. I think that the Jay character kind of dies out after Mallrats, maybe. Unless Kevin has a great relationship with Mark Paul Gosselin. Oh, my maybe God. There's a, He's maybe best there's friends a, with them now, all of a sudden, and, and Mark lives a, down the block from him. <laughs> and, and they <laughs> have, and they have They have Jay and Bob get old with Mark Paul Gosler and Kevin Smith. Oh, my God. You fucking, you stole, you, whereas J- Mark Paul Gossler tried to steal your fucking life, you stole a life from fucking Mark Paul Gossler. That, he could have yeah. been, he could have been Jay. Yeah, but now he's doing the pitch. He's like the lead in a, in the movie Pitch with Ali Larder. I never got along with Ali Larder. Well, Ali Larder worked on Jay and Some Bump Strike Back. She was one of the uh, cat, uh, cat thieves. Yes, she was part of that crew. Part of the like crew is Ali Larder, yeah, Eliza Dushku. Liz Dushku's amazing. Yeah. Jane Elizabeth, total sweet girl. A little larder I didn't get along with very well. I'll be yeah. honest. That's fair. That's fine. That's fair enough. She uh, was in the... She, she was all plugged into that club kid shit. The we... Like, she She kind of... Of course, you know, I don't know if we talk... We'll, we'll save it for a later story. Yeah. kind of us going out and clubbing. Oh, you're right. You're right. All right. And fair, the time yeah, we'll where we save that. Beat up by fucking Toby McGuire. All right, we'll save that for sure. So, so wait a sec. So th- then we meet. So we met at the pizza party. Yes. Then you, then you come out for. Did you ask Kevin or you asked your editor to come out and be part of the set for the whole time of Mallrats? Kevin asked me to come and do an on set. And w- at this the film po- through a magazine was really big at the time. Sorry, and when you came out, when you were at the Pete's party and you met Kevin, it's because you came to interview Kevin before the Mallrats party. Then he asked you to come out and do that? Because that's when you and Kevin hit it off, right? You hit it off. Me and Kevin hit it off at the Toronto Film Festival in the September before. That was, and and when when he brought Clerks in in September 94 to Toronto is when me and Kevin first met. And I was wearing a 90210 t-shirt. Um... And he, he, one of the first things he said to me was, he's making a movie with mall rats. And the first words out of my mouth were, if you're making a movie with mall rats, called mall rats, you should absolutely cast Shannon Doherty. From my lips, that was the first conversation me and Kevin ever had. Nice. That funny. That is very funny. And then, wait, but you were talking to him for the interview, or you just saw him somewhere and was like, hey, what's the load? Uh, no, a friend of mine had met him in Sundance and knew me and him would probably get along. So he basically he set up a date for us. Oh. So me and Kevin, when Kevin was in Toronto, he didn't know anybody. So basically, we went out to a fresh restaurant, restaurant and uh, he insisted that they make him pancakes. <laughs> That's funny. So then you, hit, you guys hit it off at the film festival, 
and then yes. you and then you went. Then he asked you to come be an onset journal or do the onset interviews. And and uh, your boss at the time was like, "Sure, that sounds neat." Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, because like it was paid for by the, the studio paid for me. It was kind of uh, it was some shady shit because fucking like we got I got we got flown out there to do the interview, and I stayed on floor. Though I stayed with you for a while. But Kevin, it was funny because when I went out there, I was supposed to only be out there for three days, and I ended up being out there for uh, you know the rest of the shoot, which must have been weird. What was your first thoughts of me, Jason? Um, I, I don't remember clearly what was the first interaction and such, but I do remember enjoying hanging out that day. Um, I think at the same time, though, I was uh, always, uh, of course, Kevin brought someone new in, and I was a little jealous because I'm like, See? oh. That was the start of our fucking, which is a constant theme in our relationship. Is the to fight for the We're, attention? I'm like, I'm going to be the girl. Hmm. Fighting for the attention of 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 of, uh, of of Kevin, which is a war me and you have been at for very long since that it all started that day. Because I remember being like, when you fucking showed up at Universal, I'm like, who's this fucking? childish asshole like why does he want to fuck why does Kevin want to hang out with this dude (laughs) (laughs) you're right I do think I feel I feel like I remember sort of us walking around doing stuff and me being like well let's go here and take pictures and let's do this and then him being like what do you want to do Malcolm and you're like yeah I want to go get some do this and I'm like well what so yeah you know what I I remember thinking that because it was me you Kevin and Mosier and I remember thinking, like, this would be so much fun if it was just me, Kevin, and Mosier. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I get it. I get it. What I find funny and fantastic. Yes. What I love is the fact that, like, we're talking about how, like, you were begging to be in a movie. The, well, you weren't begging, but, like, you, there's all this all this argy-bargy over the fact that you didn't know if you are going to be in this movie. And at the time, it was incredibly dramatic. I mean, it's very hard to oh, explain. Totally. Like, Kevin was totally freaked out. You were freaked out. Scott was freaked out because you were obviously the role, and you were fantastic in the role. So t- for you to lose that. so that And that was kind of like, that's, you know, that was the sad thing about Kevin. Like, he had, you know, he was making this big movie, but maybe he had to leave his friend behind. So, and Kevin's had that happen a lot in his life, where he kind of has to make these choices. And I mean, but Kevin is one person who's made some brilliant choices. But he, Kevin, really went to the mat for you. That was, and that was a wonderful thing to see your friendship like that. Um, which I still, I, I, you know, I still envy your and Kevin's relationship. See, but I think you're more, you see, you, you're, you're family. And I'm more, I'm friend, you're family. Yeah. You're like, you're like blood with Kevin and I'm Kevin's friend. But how I make myself feel good about that is you fucking like, you family, you fucking, you can't choose that. You guys are just family. He chose to be my friend. True. No, it's true. It's true. I, I get it. I agree. Well, if you want to know what your life would look like, if, 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 uh, the J thing never took off. You look at my life. Your life. <laughs> Wait, why? Why? Because I'm the only one. It's funny because, like, you know, I fucking chose the. I chose the decision to become a documentary filmmaker, a gay documentary filmmaker. So you guys are all doing podcasts and this that and like movies and this that, and I make it like 
There's not much. There's not. There's not. It's a very niche thing to make the gay documentary. You know what the hardest thing to realize is, and this is absolute truth. What? Like I am so, I am so invested in my co- quote unquote career, um, that essentially I'm unemployable. Like I'm at a, I've, I, I've bought so much into it. I'm unemployable. It's not like I could go get a job at McDonald's and, and like you know they look at my resume and they're like. This guy's not going to fucking stick around. Like, yeah. I am unemployable. The only thing I can do is what I do. Well, I mean, I've rendered myself... Un- like, how the fuck... Dude, if all of a sudden it all drops out, you got to go apply for a job. You got to go work at Starbucks. Yeah. Do I get a, Do I get hired? No. Would, would they hire you? Or would they be like, it's... J- like, Jay's not going to fucking... Like, he's, like, he's not going to show up every day. I mean, yeah, I guess a big corporation like that. I think maybe like I can get one of these like mom and pop uh, coffee shops because they might be like, hey, even if he doesn't stick around, it'll be funny to see him behind the counter for a week <laughs> or something, right? <laughs> we could throw shit that's, at him. <laughs> like literally, you've just said, well, I could be their dancing monkey for a week, but what after the week? What after the week's up? Well, I'm just saying, but I might stick around. You're saying that they don't have faith, but if I actually need a job job and I got to put food on the table, then I stick around and I actually do the job. So, Dude, like, are you are you the prideful guy? Like, you're like, fuck it. I'll do the job that has to be done. I'm I mean, fucking... it would be hard right now, but I think more out of laziness for me at this point. But I don't know. Yeah, it would be sort of weird. You're right. It's like sort of like... You're sort of stuck in this thing now, where it, it would be weird. And could my could my pride or humility take like if I'm at Starbucks and at least every other day someone would probably be like, "Hey, aren't you that guy?" You know, which again, it, it would be weird. And again, not because I mean, who knows? Maybe I like it because I, I get to talk to a bunch of people about it. But <laughs> not only that, but you get to work it for tips. You're oh, and I get tip. lots of coffee, bro. Huh? And I get to drink free coffee. I hope you get free coffee, and you know you can work that J shit. Like you, you bust that little snoochie boochies. You're getting, you're getting an extra dollar at least. <laughs> oh. so, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know, like, because it'd be like for me entering the job market. Like essentially, there's no place for me. But for you, there is a, some kind of like, oh well, like you're a novelty hire. Totally. I'm not even a novelty hire. I'm just like, oh, this guy is just, you know, he's has he hasn't had a real job and for so long that like he's basically unemployed. But for you, you're total to novelty hire. You are a dancing monkey. Fair enough. I'll take Fuck, it. Fuck, dude. Even when like, see that's <laughs> what? What? I'm, I'm telling you, it's just like like I don't like I don't even have the fucking dancing monkey to fall back on. And the thing about it is, is like, look, dude, everybody's a fucking every like. Basically, being a documentarian is like what being a DJ was like four or five years ago. Like every fucking hipster doofus, everybody like it's 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 basically everybody, like everybody who got bored DJing is now just becoming a documentarian. Well, I mean, again, it's it's probably really good right now with the uh, you could do it on YouTube. I mean, you don't even have to raise the money, bro. You could you could literally you, take you, your GoPro and put it on your head and walk around and be like, hey. Here, I'm Malcolm Ingram, and you can throw that shit on your website. You YouTube. really have no respect yeah. for my work. 
I do, but I'm just saying. You fucking think that's all I do is go walk around with a GoPro on my fucking head and be like, hey, hey, I'm Malcolm Ingram. Hey, I got a question for you. I think you're oversimplifying my, like, it's so, so how do you, so how do I earn? I got a fucking GoPro on my fucking head. I'm walking around going, hey, hey, how do I pay my rent? Well, first and foremost, if it, if it's something, if you do something like weekly, you, uh, like, then you get a lot of views on YouTube. You can get YouTube money. I mean, shit, you could let alone, you could you could sit and videotape and talk to the camera about how you like getting your nipples pinched and penis smoking and whatever else, and I bet people will watch that. I would. <laughs> shit, shit really? I go you back for seconds. I mean, is, is it, like, do I just talk about what I like about it, or do I, do I get into techniques? Like, I don't know. This you is how could. I like. My, and do I give examples? Am I sitting there shirtless? I mean, you could. I mean, you could have someone come into the party. You can get a rubber dildo and like show techniques on the shaft and stuff. I don't know. I'm just saying, there's options. There's cool options out there. I'm not trying to say exactly, but if I bet if you sat around and thought about it, you could, you know, totally mean shit. Well, the death of the death of the original blowhard was I was going to go make a porno, and then my mother. Like, my mother basically, like, my mother has never really kind of, like, pulled in the, like, you know, but, like, she gave me the, your dead fault. Like, you know, I, the problem is I'd share a name with my father. Not a problem. I love sharing a name with my father. Like, I'm Malcolm Jr. Yeah. So, essentially, like, she really kind of got into, like, you, you know, you're going to put your father's name on fucking porno. And I was like, uh. I get it. Yeah. So, but again, I think there's other things, like, the halfway of that. You could do half of what you were going to do, but not so maybe crazy. I don't know. Well, half, again, half whole. Yes. So you've basically taken your position from going to, you know, uh, acting in this stuff, figuring out. Now, dude, you just directed a movie. You're fucking, you're, you're a big, sh- how does it feel to be a director now? Uh, <laughs> I mean, again, it's, it, it's been awesome. Again, it was a, I got to direct a couple music videos and I really enjoyed it. And then I got to do a PSA and a short movie. Um, and I don't know, I really dig it. I feel like I noticed that the reason I felt like doing it because I did realize the last few years of doing movies when they're not Kevin's. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I don't think about that stuff as much because Kevin and I are goofing off. But the last few times I've done some independent movies, I felt like when I was doing stuff that all I was visualizing is where I was coming from and how did it happen and this and this, what the director's doing. And I'd make suggestions. And and anyway, so I just realized I really wanted to be on that end of things. So um, I don't know. It was great. The only bummer is, is um, we are shooting three weeks in London and I have to do an Australia um, doing going to Australia for 10 days and then Kevin and I do uh, Jam Bob Get Old in Colorado we're doing a tour for like six seven days so I had those two things and it would have interfered with the movie so um, we had to take a little break and then go to London and finish so um, it's who the fuck are you dude what it's so funny because dude I like our, our, our friendship isn't consistent. Like we, we kind of pop in and out of each other's lives, and there's so like there's times where I pop in your life, and like you you've, you've been in some darkness, and it's just so weird. Like popping in back now, like literally, you're fucking like you're you're, you're world traveling, directing films, 
Didn't you just get a fucking, um, what's the car you got? Oh, Tesla. Tesla. You just got a fucking Tesla. <laughs> Tesla. Like, you're literally, you're, like, you've now turned into a fucking working director living in the hills, driving a fucking Tesla, getting ready to do some world travel. It's crazy, I know. It's great, and I got the baby now. It's thank you. It's crazy because I do think I remember right before we stopped talking for a while, probably a couple years before that. I remember not talking because I was really strung out, and I remember calling you, being like, "Malcolm, can, can I get a couple hundred bucks, bro? Come on!" And you're like, "Bro, I don't got it right now." And I'm like, "Come on, just send me a couple hundred bucks." Um, anyway, I just I said, remember I, I was in really money. bad shape. You did, but, but you didn't want to at first because you didn't want to give me. You knew what it was well, for. I know it was Let's go for a drug. Exactly. Like, exactly. Okay. No, I knew that. And I knew that. And you told me that the second phone call. And then the third phone call, you finally were like, okay, look, I'll give you money. You're saying you need food and I don't want you to go without food. And anyway, because I did, I really needed money for the food and such too. But, you know, out of the 200, like 180 was not for food. 20 of it was for a couple dollar 99 cents cheeseburgers. But, um, but yeah, so that my point is, is yeah, it was imp- it's crazy to think. You know, we've come in in each other's, and, and I was just the funny thing is, I was just outside of the View Ski family for a while because me and Kevin got into a fight that involved you and your wife. It was a big fight, yeah, yeah. And but then again, it's, I- just been, it's just been a little while since I'm kind of back in, and I'm kind of like, you know, as I was leaving. Like the podcasts are just starting, and now you're fucking directing movies. The you know, hey, let me ask, what's a Tesla like? What is a Tesla like? So a Tesla is a fully if no one if someone doesn't know, it's the electric, fully electric, no gas. Um, and I love it, dude. Honestly, it's like, and it. How do they charge it? Like, do you? I got like so I, they have them. They got it. They they plug it in a special plug, and you plug it in and you charge house? it overnight. Yeah, the guys doing that's what the guys doing actually right now. Then when I remember I said before we start, I said hold on before we start. I got to just ask the guy if he needs anything. The guys installing. You are such, a, you are such an asshole. You're yeah. a Tesla plug. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a warm. It's so. It's like a, it's almost like a, a little miniature gas pump. On this side, it's not gas, but I'm just trying to be, get you to visualize it. It's a little. I am. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm just say it's like a little mini gas uh, box, and a cord, a 24 foot cord, comes out the side with almost like a little pump uh, handle, like a gas pump. But you, it's you know, it's a plug, and you plug it in the back, in this back uh, light of the Tesla car, um, and you charge it overnight. But also, they have chargers all over Los Angeles. And on the highways, you can pull over for soup. They have chargers that you takes about an hour to charge the car, and then you could go to superchargers, which they only have a few through lined up throughout the highways and stuff. But you could charge your car within literally 15, 20 minutes. So while this podcast is going on, you're dealing with the whole electrical thing, like that's on your mind. Like he's doing electrical outside. On my mind is at three thirty. The Chinese food place up the street stopped selling the five dollar lunch. Whoa! Our, our lives, our lives are very different, Jason. <laughs> Wait, three thirty? You're going to be late, dude. It's ten to three I, now. Dude, I'm not going to, but I'm fine with that. I'm oh. fine with that. But I'm glad you're testing. I understand. Thank you. Well, what can I? I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's it's all it's you know what it is. 
Honestly, what? I would definitely have think a big part of it has to do with Jordan because regardless of me being sober and stuff, um, definitely Jordan has helped uh, manage manage what I didn't have, you know, years ago, like you said, besides the drugs, because even when I got sober, you know, that I, you know, we still were, would keep in touch and hang out and stuff. And you'd see that it still wasn't, things weren't going great or anything. I was sober and healthy, but again, I think Jordan's been a big factor in managing. Uh, Jordan, you know, of course, yeah. being, Jordan, of course, being your wife, who yes. kind of, you've been dating now since this July that just passed was 10 years. We've been, we've been dating. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because so. no, I first, I mean, I first met her on Zach and Miri, but no, uh, Jordan is, uh, you know, she's she's running things now. Oh, totally. She's fucking, and, like, uh, I remember, because me and Jordan became friends very quickly. I know she's really good friends with Brian Johnson, and she's very good friends. I, like, I talk with, me and Jordan could talk on the phone for very long periods of time. Totally. And I know. And I know, I know that you, well, I mean, it must drive you crazy because you're like, what the fuck are they talking No, I don't know. I mean, sometimes only, only when it's like, if I'm like the, giving the baby a bath and then Jordan, we have a routine. So only if it interferes, starts to interfere with the routine and not even right off the bat. Cause if it's mess, if it's five minutes, but yeah, sometimes, you know, it's not driving me crazy what you're talking about. Cause it's fine. And I'm glad that you guys are talking more because, like you said, there was a moment, there was a situation, there was a time where you weren't, we weren't, you weren't talking to any of us, let alone. So, again, to me, it's great because, again, it's almost like you were told certain things, you felt a certain way. And then now that you guys started talking again, you realize, like, well, I was, I was told wrong information and. Well, no, there was a traitor in our midst. I mean, I'm not going to get into that, but essentially. Totally. There was. There was a traitor in our midst, um, but no, and I, I like I, I've always like it's just like we've no, we've all known each other for so long that it's just like it'd be a shame like you know and there's just so much history there that I'm you know and it, it is we have a very interesting history and that's something I'm very looking forward to getting in the podcast because there's a ton of jealousies that we've had we've had our fights we've had our like on Jay and Self I'm sorry back. We had some very dark moments. You were a fucking horrible person to me. <laughs> and then we'll talk about that on the next podcast. Blowhard. <laughs> no, again, and I think we should talk because I do think that could be like a, almost a whole episode. So we definitely will talk That's about that for sure. But so now you have a Tesla. The guy who invented the Tesla. Yes. Elon Musk. Do you know anything? Do you know anything about the whole history? Like, are you, I, I are you that kind of? No, I'm not like a uh, history buff. I didn't even know the guy's name was Ebon Thong. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know his name was Ebon Thong. I'm just kidding. That's the reverse name. Yeah. Here's the thing, dude. Like, why did you want a Tesla? Because like everybody else wanted one. Because that's what all the hotshot directors are driving now. (laughs) No, because they're actually not. Because when I a lot of the S's, which is the first version, the sedan. There's a lot of those. They were announcing the X. It has Falcon doors in the back. It's an SUV and it's perfect for the child. Um, and it had the 17 inch screen. And I was like, wow, I really think this is an awesome looking car. It's fully electric. It's got a 17 inch screen. I really want this. The, and then there was only a couple people because there's only actually a couple people with the X because they they announced it a couple years ago, but they just started 
they just came out like nine months ago and they just started giving them to people. So honest to goodness, I've only seen like four or five around the around my neighborhood and the area of like Hollywood, West Hollywood, Los Angeles area. Because again, they just came out. So there's a lot of S's, but not X's. And that's why I wanted one, not because of the thing. But now that I have it and the more I drive it and the more I realize like the little tiny things that are awesome about it, I love it more and more. I'm not kidding you. And ironically, the more you talk about it, the more I hate you. Why? Because I, because it, you tell me about Eobon. I didn't know though that that this that's the guy who created the battery. He's got to be Elon Musk. Elon Musk is he's a scientist. Like, scientist, he's trying to change. The, he's gonna fucking send us to Mars. He's doing a thing right now where he's trying to colonize Mars. But isn't there a lot of people that are doing that? Well, that's the new thing. Like I guess because. You know, we're going to fucking destroy this planet, and everybody's realizing it now. And I think that a lot of people are putting – a lot of the technology, instead of saving this planet, they're like, hey, man, let's go find a new planet. I think that we're so far gone. I think that people are kind of like, hey, shit, let's go find a new planet. And they're kind of – Mars is, is one of them. They're thinking of colonizing Mars. Well, I mean, that sounds – I like it, dude. I like it. You, would, but, but would you want to go to Mars? I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to go to Mars. You'll be able to go to Mars before I go to fucking Mars. Why is that? You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. It's gonna be a class thing. It's like you fucking. You're a higher. You're a higher tax bracket. You're you're a more. You're a celebrity. You got some loot. You're driving around in a Tesla. I'm just some fucking schmo living in, in Gaytown in Toronto. You'll get to go to Mars if the planet is falling apart. You're going to be in, like, you know, Shuttle A, and I'll be waiting around for, like, Shuttle R. Shuttle R. <laughs> You're literally going to be like, right this way, Jason. You know, we have your fucking extra special, like, seats for you. I like that. That That's nice to know, dude. Yeah, but, it, but what about me? You, you feel You no? can come. I bet they have, like, you can get... I bet, yeah, like, I'll be on Shuttle R. No, but I bet, I can, bet you can... Uh, I bet if there's enough people in shuttle A or B, then you could probably get like one or two guests. It's almost like when you're... They don't let hangers on. No, no, no. no, In that kind of of dire crisis, if the world is fucking crumbling and it's like, all right, did you ever... One of my favorite movies is um, the one where everything ends up being an arc. The the John Q... uh, 2012, where it's like, you know, there's like five arcs. I'm not going to be on an arc, dude. You'll be on an arc. With your fucking privilege and what you've kind of done with your life now, even if it's just been like a lot of snoochie-boochies, because of your ability to fucking be snoochie-boochies, your fucking life in a, in, a, in, a, in a world calamity will be saved. Whereas me, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to I'm gonna go down with the planet because I fucking never pull, I pull a, a snoochie-boochies out of my ass. Well, maybe it's because I have a kid, though. They let me do it for the kid and the baby. See, That's why. Dude, everybody kids. <laughs> you can't blame it. You got to you 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 got fucking you you got a taste of privilege. Oh, that uh, makes you feel sad. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think. Are you reading? Are you reading text right now? Uh, no, I'm reading about Tesla. But I also I went oh because I heard a noise. The house is vibrating, but it's my Tesla thing getting screwed into the wall. Oh, uh, Nooch! Uh, Nooch! It's my Tesla... You know that Tesla now has a home battery, too, that I want to get, possibly, that, like, if your power goes out, there's this big battery that helps 
keep all your stuff on. Um, it's really awesome. But anyway, I think it's pretty great stuff, bro. You're going to get one too. No, I, I, I know I'll never, dude, like I, I've lived in the same shitty apartment for 13 years. Have you like, been I, in like that I, apartment I, for know, 13 years? I've lived in the, yeah. And, and basically it, it floods once a year. It floods. What? And like in the worst case, like the worst case scenario, like one time I had to go to the hospital and I was doing a bunch of shit and I came back to my house and I just wanted to relax. And I was like, see, this would freak you out because you're a bit of a germaphobe. This really happened. I came over. I'd spent the entire day at the hospital and I came back and I had this thing of pasta, like this squid ink pasta. And my whole time I was in the fucking hospital going through a battery of tests. Like all I could think of is I can't wait to go home and eat this squid ink pasta. So I finally get home and I turn uh, my, my sink on. The sink starts a thing where human feces starts fucking filling into my kitchen. My kitchen sink. Oh. Human shit. Oh. Poured out all over the floor, all over the counter. Shit. Stranger's shit. That's disgusting. <laughs> but that's why that, something like that happens once a year. Well... Again, well, you know, well, at least it's once a year and not once a month. <laughs> There's always the positive. You look on the yes. bright side, Malcolm. <laughs> all right. Now, another. This is all new. We're kind of. Fi- I like it, though. I like talking to you, Jay. I like getting your Thank perspective. Thank you. I like and we get. Are you enjoying this process? I am, and we're getting the process. I am, and we get to figure it out, like you said. So, it's, this is the first who's... one. You see what works, what doesn't. I'm, I'm very excited about the opportunity to do this show with you. But we have two other quick segments that we kind of thought we'd try. Yes. Maybe they'll work, maybe they won't. We have one where um, I announced, we haven't really announced a podcast yet, but I went on Facebook and said, I'm going to do a podcast, and, and if anybody has questions, because I figure a good, I I, I, like, I love to hear from the people. Yeah. That When I did Blow Hard, that was my favorite thing, kind of make it interactive. I mean, a lot of my friends on Facebook, I know them because of Blow Hard. Probably anything I've ever done, the thing, even more so than Small Town Gay Bar, doing Blow Hard was, was one of the great, I love that experience, and I love kind of it's not having a fan base but just having like these people to communicate with like it it just felt very cool to be a part of something yeah no it is it's nice so i figured like you know we we, we'd kind of we'd offer advice um, when you really think about it like we're really not two people should be getting advice from but no but it's a different perspective at least for the person asking (laughs) (laughs) right <laughs> it is, it is. Jason, I fucking love you. I really yeah. do. Thanks, it thanks. It is a different yeah. perspective completely. Yeah. If they're looking for a different perspective, well, they'll find it here. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, well, the first, you want to hear the first question we got? Let's do it. Okay. Um, hello, Blowhard. We could use some advice. We recently attended a screening of Hell, of, Hell or High Water. Great movie. Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges were fantastic. Did you see this movie, Jason? No. Hell or High Water? I hear it's yeah. a good... I hear it's it's uh, it's going to be a, a big Oscar contender. Anyway, these uh, these people were at Hell or High Water, and here's where we get into it. 
The elderly gentleman sitting behind us was chatting loudly with his wife through the whole movie. We, of course, turned and politely implored silence. Didn't work. But we suffered through. But then about 30 minutes from the end of the movie, we smelt something awful. Like someone set off a bomb in a bathroom. Awful. And then we heard the man, the man's wife say, Harold, Harold, did you shit yourself again? <laughs> oh, dude, this, this is dark. This is yeah. fucking dark. Nonchalantly replied, I'll clean myself up after the movie. Oh, goodness. This is, why did our first question have to be so dark? Here's where the advice comes in. I mean, um, how should we have handled that situation? We certainly didn't want to be disrespectful and embarrass the man, but smelling that sickly sweet smell scent definitely detracted from the film's final act what would you guys have done please help us in case we ever run into harold again thanks guys this comes from brad harris of the movie bears podcast all right i mean i would say i would say i would move seats and if there was no other seats there you just fucking leave then I would just leave and go to the corner. I would stand, which a lot of times I'll do anyway. If I know, like, hey, I got it's late. I want to get going. I'll go stand by the entryway um, against the wall to, and watch the last, you know, the last bit of business. So I would have definitely moved seats. And if it was a full house and they couldn't move seats, then I definitely would have got up and walked to the to the aisle. Now the bummer is if it was the beginning of the movie, you wouldn't want to stand up in the aisle the whole time. So then there's a third uh, answer to that, I guess. Um, if it's a full house and it's the that happens at the beginning of the movie, you don't want to stand the whole time. I would say I would go ask the tell the people in the front what happened and ask if you can get tickets and go to another another screening maybe. So you'd fly, so you'd narc, you'd be like, that guy's shit is fucking. I wouldn't, you wouldn't have to point him out. I would just say, look, one of the gentlemen, uh, a gentleman that's sitting very close to me definitely went caca and I can't stand the smell and there's nowhere to sit. So can we, you know, can we get another ticket for another night? Now, here's a question Does age matter? Like, it's the fact that it was an elder gentleman, like, what if it was, like, a young couple and the, that, that same conversation happens? Like, did you shit your pants again? Yeah, I did. And uh, it's, like, fucking, like, a, it's, like, a 20-year-old couple. How do you I react? Said, do you react differently then? No, I would just, I would, I would move regardless. I mean, I wouldn't say anything to anybody, so. Is there ever a point of confrontation where you'd be like, hey, you're fucking shitting your drawers at the movie theater and I'm watching it? No. Not at all. You don't do that? No, because the guy, I mean, the guy 20 years old or 50 years old probably has uh, something wrong with them. So, not at all. I wouldn't say oh anything Oh, my like God. That. You're, you've got a good heart and I don't. Because my natural inclination is like, what the fuck? Like, what are you shitting your pants in the movie? Like, you know, that's my first inclination. And I would just, if I started smelling, like, trust me, in, in the fucking... In my sexual world, the fucking the, the very dark sexual world, if you're, you know, when you're fucking dudes in the ass, the the smell of shit is very much uh, it's a game over. It's a way of life. <laughs> it's, it, well, no, because the thing about it is, like, I have a Pavlov. I don't know if the word the right thing would be Pavlov. I have an instant reaction when I smell shit, and the thing is, like, I shut down. Because if you're fucking a dude and all of a sudden you smell shit, that means there's shit all over your cock. I instantly get turned off and I'm like, literally, like, dude, you got to go. 
Like oh. my, I got a shit dick now, which I guess is oh. horrible, but it's just like it's shit. It's feces. It's yeah, it's not pretty. But you got to you got. But the thing about it is, so my instant reaction, like I think I'd get up and leave in disgust. And oh. I think I'd probably knowing me because I'm a bit of a con. I'd probably, eh, but it's an older person, so I wouldn't want to make them feel uncomfortable. But he seems very defiant about shitting himself. Defiant? No, just because he said he'll change later. I mean, I don't know. It's weird enough that he would want to sit there and 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 you know bake bake in the stew of his shit. But again, it was the last act of the movie. He he wanted to wait it out, but. I don't know. I guess it's. I guess it tells me that's a movie I should see because nobody's fucking inclination was to leave this movie. Like that's probably the highest recommendation you give. Like some dude flat out shit his pants <laughs> in the movie. The guy who shit his pants didn't leave the movie. The guys who smelled the shit in the pants didn't leave the movie. This tells me this fucking movie is like this movie's going to win the Oscar. <laughs> that is how I'm doing my art. Two thumbs up from TV Guide. One thumb up from Siskel. And didn't leave the theater with shit in his pants. Five like, thumbs yeah. up. Man. I love it. I mean, I, I think that's, you know, that's the most uh, impressive thing you'd say about a movie. Definitely, definitely. We can safely say that the movie Hell or High Water has the blowhard seal of approval and it's probably going to win an Oscar. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, because you're going to sit through poo, then you're going to sit through this movie and love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please let somebody steal that. If fucking, if they were smart, they would fucking use that. They would, If they're going to sit through poo, like fucking Jason Mewes. Blowhard. Yes. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, all right, well, f- here's the thing. There's a little bit of a movie we're gonna start reviewing our own stuff yeah baby um we're gonna start reviewing uh tv shows i love it well here but see the first one like we haven't figured out yet you're supposed to get what we're gonna do is every week you're gonna give me a movie a tv show to review and then i'm gonna review it and then the next week i'll give you a tv show to review Yes. So that's going to be, it'll be like, TV show reviews. Let's review these shows. Let's review these things. And I'm going to try and make my shows as gay as fuck. Okay. And I, I just think with you, I'm just going to be watching a lot of Murder, Shoot Web. Yeah, but no, I got a lot of good news. I mean, look, I could tell you one right now I want you to watch right off the well, bat. Well, you got to tell me one. You got to, you, right. could, you could say... A series, an episode, or whatever. Like I'm only gonna watch like one or two if you say like check out the I, series. I think no, no. Or there's I'm, an episode you want me to watch. Sorry, you know what I mean. Sorry, what I think though, I do feel if if it's a show. Look, some shows might have just started, but I think with any show, for me personally, I feel like there's many shows I've started to watch. I didn't really catch on the first episode and I was like, eh, but then everyone talked about it. So I went back and my new thing is now, even if I don't like a show in the pilot, I'll give it three episodes. And if I don't like it by three episodes and I'm not going to like it, but there's many shows that I, in the past I've given, went back and given it episode three and four. And by the third, fourth episode, I'm like, oh my God, I love this show. So I think most shows we go, if it's a 20 minute show and you watch three, that's still only what six, that's an hour. So I think 
any show I ask you to watch that you the the deal is you watch at least three episodes if they're twenty minute shows. If they're hour shows, then you only watch one. Um, and same with me. Well, for no, you. well, 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 no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what you just did. That's what you did. You're like, well, well, well. Go ahead. No, tell me. Ultimately, we gotta give. We gotta give. A, we'll watch as. We'll leave it to our own discretion to watch as much to feel that we're giving a fair review. Fair enough. Because we talked about it today, everyone, folks out there, we talked about Mark Paul Gosler. I would like you to watch the show Pitch. It just came out. I think it's on the... There's about three or four episodes out. I'm not saying to watch all three or four. I'm just saying don't watch the the first episode. I think you need to watch at least one or two episodes to really come back and say, Jay, I thought it was hogwash. So you're gonna, you want me... So that's where you're starting with the pitch? I am starting with the pitch because I think it goes with the theme. We started the show with Mark... Mark Paul Gosler um, and Ali Larder we spoke about. And this is a show that just came out that I find to be pretty. It, there's like a there's a curveball at the end of the first episode that like I haven't seen before in TV. And I was actually shocked because I've I usually catch these things right off the bat. Usually I'm like, oh, I get what's going down here. This I did not get, bro. So I think I'm curious to see what you think. So anyway, well, this is gonna- funny because. Well, Allie Larder is somebody who totally mean-girled me on the set of Jay and Sam Strike Back, so I already have deep emotional scars from that woman. And Mark Paul Gosser almost fucking stole your fucking career, so this is going to be emotionally complex episodes, but I'll watch it. I'll dig in. There you go, baby. So that's it. All right. So how do you feel about doing this podcast? How are you feeling about it, Jason? I'm feeling good, brother. I'm feeling good. I think we got a groove down. I think it was our first one, which is great. I know there's a little bit of... Uh, I think in the future there won't be uh, distractions of like electricians and stuff, but that's all um, part of it. You know, it's uh, it'll be good, and I think uh, all's great. And and plus, we'll have we get the fun of next episode talking about the show. And if you liked it or disliked it, then you get to give me mine, which is great. We'll get another question that doesn't involve poop, hopefully. Even though that was an interesting question, regardless, I'm not saying anything bad about it, but we don't want all poop questions, though. No, we do not. We do not. But uh, but we don't have any of the sound effects or anything. I got to figure out like what what song to close with and open. Well, we'll do that. That'll be fun. That'll be part of next episode. We're like, hey, everyone, here's the. We just the figured theme. out. Yeah, booty no, just kidding. But, I totally yeah. want that to be. <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic. But that's from Maul Johnson. Yeah, but I, I think that's just off pitch. That I think that you could probably say it's an original composition. Well, oh, you want me to? I'll actually record that, and that'll be the fucking opening. I, I just think it'd be great if, <laughs> fucking, if literally the podcast is sort of like do 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 do. Yeah, we could do it. We could do it. Mm. All right. Well, that was our fucking first J. And the one promise we have to make, and this is the big fucking promise that nobody ever does. We got to do weekly. It's important. Oh, yeah. If you have any questions for the questioning part, if you have uh, any suggestions or anything, you could reach us at blowhardbox at gmail.com. 
And then, like, all the Twitter and stuff is going to follow when we actually... We haven't even announced the podcast yet. We wanted to get one in the can for everybody before we kind of come out with it. But I like this one. I thought it was pretty good. No, it was good. It was great, man. So that's it. That's Arrivederci, everyone. Can you play set with... Yeah, we... We, sorry, I was just saying we have to have an out like, and this is it, Jay and Blowhard Malcolm signing off, loaders or something. But now you got to do the do 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 do